0: Would you believe that there was a documented serial killer in the Philippines that dates back all the way to the Spanish colonial era? The killer apparently murdered people to save his ill mother. What were his motives? What made him do it? I am Jairo Boliedo, Rappler's crime reporter. Tune in to this episode of Criminal, now a true crime podcast. Let's talk about Father Juan Severino Malyari, the quote-unquote first Filipino serial killer. It was during the early 1800s in Magalang Town in Pampanga, located in the central region of the Philippines. In a matter of 10 years, 57 people were murdered one by one in the small town. Unfortunately, there were no historical records detailing the murders of these Kapampangans, but one thing was clear. Only one person took these innocent lives. Magalang Town is only around 97 square kilometers and even without size, the killer was able to dodge authorities for at least a decade. The revelation of the true identity of the serial killer was even more shocking. It was the town's very own cura Paroco or Parish Priest, Father Juan Severino Maliari. Sing Sing, a reading published by the Holy Angel University's Center for Kapampangan Studies said Father Maliari's mother fell ill and the priest thought he could save his mother by killing his parishioners. An account by Spanish chronicler Sinibaldo de Mas on Father Maliari's crime states, and I quote, because he believed that he could, by this means, save his mother who he persuaded himself had been bewitched. In Filipino, quote-unquote, means being cursed by a bad entity. The account was recorded in Blair and Robertson's The Philippine Island series and was published by Robbie Tantinko of the Center for Kapampangan Studies. But what really happened to Father Maliari? In detailing the life of the parish priest, Tantinko cited Dr. Losano Santiago's Kapampangan pioneers in the Philippine Church 1592-2001 also published by the Center for Kapampangan Studies. According to Tantinko's blog, Father Maliari was likely a native of Makabebe, a town more than an hour away from Magalang. After completing his seminary studies from the University of Santo Tomas, one of the oldest educational institutions in the country, Father Malyari was ordained as priest in 1809. He later became coadjutor of the town's Gapang, Lubao and Bacolor, which were all then part of Pampanga. In the short span of his priesthood, Father Malyari faced many rejections. He applied as parish priest of Orani in Bataan, but he was rejected. Father Malyari tried again his luck and applied to Mariveles, still in Bataan, but he failed once more. In Lubao, where he served as coadjutor, Father Malyari also failed to become a parish priest. In the port of Cavite, he applied as a chaplain but was also rejected, according to Tantinco. Three years after his ordination, the heavens finally answered his prayer. He was appointed as parish priest of San Bartolome Parish in Magalang in 1812. It was also the same time when his mother became ill. According to Tantinco, there were no historical records revealing the illness of Father Maliari's mother except that he believed his mother was bewitched. Aside from his priesthood, Father Maliari is also known in the field of arts. From the late 1700s and early 1800s, there were a number of Filipino artists which specialized in engraving and in painting religious subjects according to Tantinko. Among them was Father Maliari who specialized in calligraphic drawings. In fact, some of his works were preserved in the archives of the Archdiocese of Manila. Father Maliari was recognized as among the first Filipino calligraphy artists and priests. Based on records, Father Maliari used calligraphic drawings to decorate his annual parish report called Planes de Almas. His favorite subjects included flowery vines and angels in clouds. Despite his accomplishments, Father Maliari still fell victim to mental instability, according to Tantinko. His mother's illness and other stressful events in his life aggravated his mental health problems. When Father Maliari was arrested for his crimes, he had already fallen ill due to alleged psychosis. Despite his mental condition, the Spanish authorities known for their poor treatment of Filipinos at that time, still arrested him and imprisoned him like a regular detainee. Father Maliari was not brought to a mental institution. Historian Dr. Santiago, who is also a psychiatrist, said Father Maliari's case was quote-unquote unusual and highly irregular because Spaniard's pioneered humane treatment for patients with mental health problems. Dr. Santiago said Spain founded one of the first psychiatric hospitals in Europe, Hospital de Inocentes, or in English, Hospital of the Innocents. The hospital's name emphasized the quote-unquote innocence of mentally ill patients who quote-unquote were not supposed to be held responsible for their actions. The historian added that when Father Maliari, Was arrested in 1826, the Hospicio de San Jose had been operating for 15 years. So, instead of a regular prison, the priest should have been taken there. Not only that, instead of siding with his client, Father Maliari's lawyer talked against him. An account by Spanish chronicler Sinibaldo de Mas said, and I quote, the attorney on that case talk in pathetic terms of the indescribable and barbarous prodigality of bloodshed by that monster. Sinibaldo de Ma's account also mentioned that Father Maliari's case is an example of the Indios or Filipinos' tendency to believe in ghost stories. After 14 years in jail, Father Maliari was executed by hanging in 1840. With his condition, and the lack of proper intervention from the Spanish colonizers, Dr. Santiago said the priest was quote-unquote, clearly a victim of injustice. Father Maliari is believed to be the first Filipino priest executed by the Spanish colonizers. He was hanged more than 30 years before the execution of the martyrs Fathers Mariano Gomez, Jose Burgos, and Jacinto Zamora, collectively known as Gomburza. The Gomburza priests were hung in 1872. Although Father Maliari's story is not well known to the public, he has secured his place in history for three reasons, according to Tantinko. First, he is among the first Filipino calligraphic artist slash priest. Father Maliari is believed to be the first Filipino priest executed by the Spanish colonizers. And he is among the first documented serial killers in the country to discuss more about Father Maliari's case we have Roby Tantinko of the Holy Angel University's Center for Kapampangan Studies for our first question paano nareintroduce ang kwento ni Father Juan Severino Maliari sa mga kapampangan at sa mga pilipino in general
1: uh, we first heard of the name Juan Severino Malyari uh, through the book that we published and this is the book of uh, Dr. Luciano Santiago, a well known historian and uh, psychiatrist as well. Uh, Because we published the book, we read its contents, and uh, by reading the contents, we got to know for the first time about this, about the story of this amazing story of this little known, or I can say, unknown, previously unknown, uh, pre serial killer. Uh, in one of our towns here in Pampanga. And uh, because we published that book and uh, we marketed that book, uh, the, it caught the imagination, uh, the attention of our fellow kapampangans and later on the world. Uh, since then, uh, many film producers, many uh, uh, media people have come to us uh, one thing to know more about him.
0: Second question, may mga iba ibang opinion lang on how media and other platforms package stories on serial killers. Sa inyo pong palagay, paano natin pwedeng alalahanin pa rin ang kwento ni Father Maliari na may sensitivity pa rin? Una-una,
1: we are a little concerned that uh, some sectors might be uh, sensationalizing it or missing the whole point. Uh, to us, uh, the more important point about all of this is really not the fact that a priest was, uh, you know, tagged as a serial killer, which uh, in itself is really uh, sensational, but uh, the the sad story behind it. You know? <clears throat> uh, the sad story being that. Uh, He did it, not because he was a vile and evil person, but he was sick in the mind uh, because of some uh, personal and probably domestic uh, problems, uh, some mental health issues. Uh, So, and the fact that he was uh, tried uh, as a common criminal, as a murderer, and... uh, uh, and according to the historian who discovered him and presented him to us uh, he should have been tried as uh, not uh, as a common criminal but rather as a psychiatric case uh, in fact nakalagay sa libro as a, as, a, as a way of you know expressing his personal opinion as a psychiatrist as well as a historian he said that he was a little bit surprised because at the time in our history and in the history of Spain, uh, <clears throat> Spain uh, had already pioneered the merciful treatment of, uh, of uh, people who are psychiatric cases who commit crimes. And they already uh, opened an asylum for such uh, <clears throat> uh, lawbreakers to be treated humanely so, nagtataka siya, bakit sa Pilipinas, uh, ganyan ang treatment nila. but not ganyan nila ang tao nito? Eh, obviously, na uh, baliw siya. Uh, but of course, uh, <clears throat> the reason behind that is, dahil napakalayo ng Spain sa Pilipinas, it took months uh, for any traveler or any news to come to this very distant colony. So, baka Saka siguro sobrang shocking <clears throat> ng ginawa niya, sobrang masyak ang mga authorities, kaya pinataw nila sa kanya yung pinaka-maximum na penalty.
0: Third question, parang may awkward lang na claim kasi he's an artist and also a serial killer. How do Kapampangans deal with this?
1: The instability, the psychological, uh, siguro pathology or mental instability uh, and uh, one way of dealing with that is, you know, uh, doing creative uh, output. Uh, in fact, there was criticism also about uh, his uh, subject matter, dibang, you know, naked angels. These are not uh, infant angels or uh, disembodied angels like uh, cherubim, with only the the face that you see on the clouds in the clouds. But these are like uh, uh, puberty age angels, you know, <coughs> little boys, not toddlers, but boys who are uh, naked, <coughs> uh, uh, which uh, which is unusual. So, merong ding angel na ganun uh, uh, about this personality. So, oh, uh, uh, everyone, man, is multifaceted. You cannot box every single person into only this or only that. But everyone, every one of us uh, is a mixture of uh, this and that. So we, we're not totally good. Neither are we totally
0: bad. Second to the last question, there is a debate whether he is a victim or villain. Ano pong stance niyo dito or palagay niyo dito?
1: Uh, well... Uh, I, I'm not here to pass judgment. No? Una-una, napaka-konte, napaka-scarce ng, uh, ng research material at hand. Uh, so if you want to be fair to him and to those he victimized allegedly, then we should get uh, our data complete. No? Uh, <clears throat> pero uh, based on the available uh, material that we have, uh, I think... Uh, uh, maybe there are no victimizers in this situation. Everybody is a victim. Of course, obviously, victim your operationers who died. uh, Victim din in the sense that uh, he was not totally responsible for his deeds. His deeds might be evil, but probably he was not an evil person. He was a sick person, sick in the head and he was victimized later on because he was uh, uh, executed for something we should not totally and completely uh, uh, make him feel responsible for you know, or blame for We should not make him uh, we should not blame him completely for what he did kasi nga may sakit niya so, yon. So, uh, I'm not here to pass judgment um, as, a, as an enthusiast of history. Uh, we're here only to see what was recorded and interpreted for the readers. But we don't really know for sure.
0: Last question, ano ang moral ng kwento ni Father Maliari?
1: una uh, we should not use the story uh, as Uh, an attack, or we should not use it to attack, for example, parish priests. Although we have cases now of erring uh, priests, Uh, that's a different category altogether uh, because uh, those priests are not sick in the mind. Maybe they are, maybe they are not. We don't know. Uh, But uh, your case of Padre malyari is a severe intense case uh, the model probably here is um uh, is to be compassionate uh, 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 compassionate of course to the victims but compassionate also to a person who obviously is a victimizer but for all we know once we get all our facts in is probably also a victim himself um, so uh, just because he's a serial killer doesn't mean uh, he is totally responsible for what he did. Chaka, uh, th- uh with further research, facts might be emerging that uh, he did not do it alone. Because I heard from one uh, researcher that he found material uh, showing that his family uh, aided him. In, in the in, in the uh, execution of his dastardly acts, we don't know yet for sure. So, can't kasi napa cares ng material. So, I think when we present his story, we should present them. We should present the story as it is, uh, as the data is available, not to jump into speculation or fill in the gaps or fill in the blanks with uh, imagina- imaginative speculation.
0: If you have suggested topics for this podcast, you can message me at my Twitter account at gyrogiorno or email me at gyro.boliedo at The crime scene is just the beginning. We tell you the full story here in Criminal, Rappler's true crime podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next time.